you're listening to AdvoCast. Join your hosts, Aaron Verbornik and Sarah Hegegi, as they explore the intersection of adult education and advocacy. This podcast is being brought to you by the Coalition on Adult Education. Your producer is Jeffrey Abramowitz. You can listen to AdvoCast on Spotify, Google, Apple, YouTube, or on coabe.org. And now, let's get to the show. Here are your hosts, Aaron and Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Erin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. I'm energized today. We're recording this episode right after the AEFL week. And this week is such an amazing week that we prepare for it for such a long time. And we have so many good events going on during the AEFL week. And it makes me feel energized. I feel that mission accomplished. That's great. I always feel a little bit the opposite the week after AFL week. I All the excitement is out and I just go, oh, all that work, <laughs> all that work catches up with me. And I think, all right, how do we keep this going? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I might feel that way next week because right now I keep looking back at our pictures and um, review all the posts and everything. So that's why I'm still dealing with the adrenaline and feel like pumped and energized. Just for short, just tell me what is AEFL week? We, we call it AEFL week because we are in a conversation, but just what is it? It is National Adult Education and Family Literacy Week. It's our awareness week. Um, so it's it's big. It is big. And it's a week that we dedicate to adult education and family literacy, honoring all of our, our students, educators, administrators, and whoever serves the community and the population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are excited. All right. Who who do we have in the house today? We have Jeff Abramowitz, who perhaps everybody knows. You should know him. He is co-host of the Behind Every Employer podcast with Anson Green. He's also the producer of this podcast. So if you are a longtime listener of ours, uh, he's the person who puts it all together. Make sure we we stay on task. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Yes. But Jeff he did doesn't some... need any introduction, but it's good to know all about him. He's such an amazing person, and we're going to have a good conversation mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, and he, he was a, a huge, just fundamental part of the State Advocate for Adult Education Fellowship that Sarah and I went through as well. So we've now known him for a while. So very excited to get him in front of the camera and really ask him some questions about the innovative things um, that he he was involved with with COABE for AEFL Week. Yeah, we also have other guests, but I'm not going to spill the beans right now. So let's bring Jeff in and then we're going to get back to all those amazing guests that we are going to have. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi, Hello. Jeff. How are you? I am well. How are you guys? Good. It's, it's good to see both of you. <laughs> it's good to be seen. <laughs> it's amazing how you guys are both in the same house at the same time. 
Well, that's how safe up. does it. So <laughs> right. This is the, the safe loft that we. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing what you can do with virtual backgrounds. It's great. I'm here at the um, AAFL Adult Education and Family Literacy Week Command Center. Um, actually, not so much a command center anymore, but um, we still have the background up. Good. So after we'd like for you to be able to introduce yourself the way you, you want to introduce yourself. And <laughs> sure. then we want to hear about that command center, um, the kind of the story behind that beautiful graphic that's behind you. Yeah. So thank you. So my name's Jeff Abramowitz. I'm secretary of the board of COABE, um, the Coalition on Adult Education. And I am also an executive director at Jeb's Human Services in Philadelphia, a very large workforce development agency. And I kind of live and reside in the center of workforce development, adult education, and criminal justice, and work with uh, many men and women that have been touched by our justice systems across the country. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell, wear a lot of different hats at many different levels, but um, it's really important that we, uh, that from my perspective, men and women that are justice impacted, that we understand as a country how important it is to get people smarter and to get them um, back into, give them a skill so they get back into the labor force and they can be successful and uh, start their lives over many times. I just wanted to say that Jeff is humble. I'm not gonna tell all his story just right now because we're gonna have an episode and hear all about <laughs> Jeff later on. Um, but Jeff is one of those people who inspire me every single day. I learn a lot from him, from how hardworking he is. If there has been any difficult moment in his life, he turned them around to be the winning chapter in his life. And really, Jeff, thank you so much for all you're doing. And we really appreciate you and all you do for adult education well, and beyond. Well, thanks, Sarah. But honestly, um, I only do this because I, I get to work with some great people like both of you and uh, and all the adult educators and students that are out there in the country. Um, it's really inspiring the work that, that you do as educators. And boy, I follow I stalk both of you and I follow you on your on your um, social media platforms and the work and success stories that uh, and the smiles on people's faces. Um, you definitely are changing lives. And that's a remarkable thing to be able to do. Thank you. So speaking of remarkable things, um, AEFL Week looked a little bit different this year yeah. with CoAbe. So let, let's talk about that. So there's not a lot of times in your career that, or in my career, because as Sarah mentioned, I kind of tend to be humble about these type of things, but. Um, this was my brainstorm and I'll take full credit for it because what ended up happening was we were sitting in a co-aid um, board meeting and we're saying like, what can we do to make uh, AEFL week special? Like, how can we make it different? And I was like, you know what? This would be super cool if we had a command center in Washington, D.C., where we brought legislators in and people from the administration and 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 got to podcast all day long and share stories and proclamations and all the great work that's being done. And I never envisioned that it would take flight like it did. Um, it was really an incredible week. So we built this command center at the Hall of States, which is an amazing building in and of itself in Washington, D.C., and there we had 
for an entire um, three full days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we had people from around Washington, D.C., and some from out of state that came in to spend some time with us to share their successes, their passions, and then they'd go up on the hill and they'd, they'd advocate. They'd meet with legislators and they'd meet with officials, and um, it was just so remarkable, and I was blessed to have a lot of support from our CoAbe team. Our executive team was there. And around the country, people were calling in, sending me proclamations and sending me text messages and videos, and, and we got to play them all. And it was, um, it was just so exciting. So we've captured it all on video and audio, and we'll be sharing it out going forward um, with our, on the CoAib website. That's amazing. That is. That, and that was a great, a great idea to just to bring the nation together through that that visual and and audio format to just connect everyone. Yeah, there's not a lot of things that I, I speak a lot around the country and I speak to rather large audiences sometimes and I usually don't get nervous anymore. I was nervous that day. I was like, oh my gosh, if this doesn't work, man, I am, that's it. Um, I was really kind of scared what was going to happen. And as the day um, began to unwind, once we got in and got set up and our all our computer stuff was working, it was it was just a great, fantastic experience. And we got to really show that adult education really means something to the country um, through the stories that were told, but more importantly, even the people that were there. So throughout the week, um, we started off with um, Essential Education was our, our primary sponsor of that event. And uh, Dan Griffith from Essential Ed came on and, and did a really um, true welcome to everyone to start the week off. But it got kicked off really with Amy Lloyd who was our assistant secretary of education who came in. And if I tell you, she just lit the room up with our first opening. We were, I was so glad not only to, I, I worked with her before, but not only to have seen to see her in person, but she came into the command center and we got to talk and ask some really good questions like, you know, what's the importance of education? And, you know, what should we be doing? What should be on our radar screen? How should we be doing it? And it was just, she was just so awesome. And then, um, so that was the, the start of the day and it just continued to roll all day long. We had Penn Hill Group, which is our um, advocacy organization that helps us on Capitol Hill. They were there and they gave us like what we needed to know. Like, what do you tell legislators about you know, adult education, it's great to get a meeting and it's super good like to be able to share with them your success stories, but what do they really need to know? Like what are the funding streams that you need and what legislation should be on their radar screen and what should we be doing about workforce development and, and things like IET and how we build them all in. And so all of those great discussions sort of take place right there. And, um, and so Nathan, um, it was Nathan Hora and Elise Walsh from Penn Hill Group were with us and they spent uh, a good chunk of time telling us about how we translate that message and where to go for resources to get them. And if you're listening out there, CoAbe, if you go to coabe.org, there are tons of resources which we make it so simple from our national map uh, to our three clicks to our, um, which is just three clicks and you reach a legislator, which is incredible to our fact sheets. So I do believe a person without data is just another person with an opinion. So you have to have an opinion, you have to have that data when you walk in and there's nothing more powerful for a legislator to see where their state did well and where they didn't do so well. And the numbers don't lie. 
these are just this is what it is and and then it begins to translate into a lot of other things um, we had um, during the first day alone we had world education we had um, some community colleges that were on we had state associations from michigan and maryland we had um it the list goes on and then we had a bunch of success stories yeah so it was just um it was just a fun first day i was exhausted i was gonna say <laughs> i was so you should know behind the scenes some other things that happen is after the event occurs um our co-ape staff all go out for dinner and kind of regroup mm -hmm. like we catch up and what was really nice was some colleagues came in town from out of state that we were able we hadn't seen in a long time um penny who came in um so all these different people that were on the board came in and uh, Polly came in from Alaska and um, she's on our board of directors. We all went out for dinner and tried to catch up. And on our second night, we actually went to a restaurant and um, the assistant secretary, Amy Lloyd, was there and she sat down with us and, and had um, had some time spent with her just chatting and, and going through the week of what was going on. So. Um, it was crazy. So the other thing that happened, which I, I really didn't expect to work so well, which was really very, very cool, was CoWave hosted events throughout the day and throughout the week. Mm -hmm. um, for example, Michael Mokomaitos did um, Invest in the Midwest, where they had all of the Midwest region together doing different events and bringing them in. And we were actually able to podcast that live and mm -hmm. virtual stream it throughout the week um, or throughout the day. Um, just remarkable the technology so that was the scary part for me because I wasn't sure I'd be able to actually get people in live stream mm -hmm. but everything was live streamed on our YouTube channel and Facebook and uh, wow just so impactful it was a lot of fun now that that was a packed like a really packed week of just like you said just nonstop and I, I have no doubt you were exhausted how much planning went went into that one week like and when did is... you start planning yeah yeah so it, it really wasn't we didn't have that that much lead time um i'd say we had about a month and a half or two months to get it going but some of the things that we needed to do were not not only find a facility that could house us so the hall of states was a great place so we had one big command center room and then we had another room for our guests to talk and for legislative meetings and things like that and then we had tons of signs. We had all the signage that we had that was all made up asking different questions um, about education. And people got to come in and pick their favorite sign, whether it was racial equity or you know education for all. And and we'd have a discussion around the signs as well. Um, it was it was a, just a tremendous amount of work. But our Coab staff was ridiculously great. They are awesome. They had everything down to even having food for all our guests and water and refreshments there and just everything worked worked wonderfully so a big shout out to sharon bonnie and to bethel uh, fernandez who um bethel was remarkable and kept everything going and just uh, it was like clockwork that's i mean that's a success right there <laughs> like, yeah that it is yeah that's... and shout out to sharon and for all the things that she's doing behind the scene um we're so as we speak there is um hurricane ian going on uh in florida and all our east coast so we just want to just send love and positive thoughts on everybody's way and I hope everyone, including Sharon and Sharon's family, are fine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
so some of the things we haven't talked about were all the legislative meetings that happened and and a really big shout out to everyone especially our safe fellows um the coave safe fellows is a fellowship program that started two years ago with the two rock star hosts that are on this call and they were both safe fellows uh and it was an advocacy it's an advocacy advocacy fellowship program that takes place over the course of a year where we really work to help people become better advocates and they truly uh, youtube both were great but this year we had a whole new cohort Mm -hmm. and i have to say that i don't want to say this offensively but they put you guys to shame they had so many proclamations from across the country way to go safe we we (laughs) lost track of the proclamations how many were coming in we were getting them from mayors and from governors and from legislators everywhere um they did just an incredible job they also had a ton of meetings that with legislators um and we were doing this all while this was going on like i was running up to capitol hill i met with congressman john yarmuth who it from from kentucky who was retiring and we presented him with a an award and he was uh he was extremely excited to get it. But while all the podcasting and streaming is going on, we're running up to the hill and we're having our meetings and we're, you know, we're doing what we can to make sure uh, the week is a success for everybody. And it, it does take a village. So I know you both did your fair share too. You guys were both um, really, um, Sarah, I saw posts that you had all day long um, with things that were going on in your state graduation ceremonies and awards and uh, presentations and Aaron the same. So you guys are, um, you guys are amazing. It's just, and the whole country kind of came together. And when it came to, when it comes to adult, uh, advocacy, adult education and advocacy, the only thing I regret is um, the notion that this is only one one week a year. Yeah. And and I think that we need to remember that ad, adult education is something that's 24 seven, 365 True. days a year. We shouldn't be thinking about this as just a one week event. We should be thinking this about, this is just the start. This is something that should continue and it should be a priority for our country. Um, I'm mindful of the amount of money we spend on our K-12, not that that's not important, but K-12 education, unbelievably important in our country, but we spend somewhere between 11 and $13,000 per student per year. And in adult education, we're lucky if we're getting five or $600 per student per year. And, and that really needs, we really need to rethink our priorities when it comes to how much we invest in adult education. That's That's true. So Jeff, um, so we heard about what amazing things you've been doing during the AEFL week at the command center, um, and all the important things there that you're mentioning, how it is important to invest in, uh, our adult learners. Um, traditionally speaking, what are the activities being done during the AEFL week? So you mentioned proclamations. What are the other activities that can be done during this week? Yeah, there's so many, and we saw a bunch of them that were really kind of created, creative. I mentioned um, a lot of state associations got together and had different kinds of events. Organizations um, had uh, had meetings. I know that there was National Coalition for Literacy had their meeting in Washington, and they actually zoomed in the entire meeting, and everyone came in, and um, and we were live streaming them, and everybody's checking in, telling what's going on in their states. Um, so proclamations are just one thing, and sometimes they're hard to get for some states or in the city. Uh, and that, that wasn't all that was happening. We had a lot of success stories where students were coming on and sharing um, what, how they 
accomplish their goal of going through an adult education system and what it's like now and where they landed. And then there were even ground level things. The one, one of them that sticks out in my mind to this day was the most amazing video that was sent in uh, by Renee Rivers. Mm -hmm. And Renee sent this video in where in her ESL class, they had all these students, they took a video of students exiting the class, walking out of the class dancing, and each student had a, a, a flag of their country, of what country they were from. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, that was, it was so touching just to watch so many countries. Every country was different. Every student was from a different country. And it was so impactful just to see. Um, and Renee did a, a tremendous job um, that yeah. week. And she had this video of everybody, all her teachers dancing and really making, um, making it a fun kind of event. So we saw things like that. And then we saw other things on uh, just pro, uh, people marching um, on uh, on the Capitol and having uh, rallies. We saw a number of virtual rallies that were taking place. We had live discussions. We saw webinars taking place. We saw giveaways of, of books and, and backpacks and things of that nature. We saw a lot of press releases and a lot of people that were just pushing it out into the community. Um, I know that on the last day on Friday, I spent um, uh, probably an hour uh, with Annie Waldman from ProPublica and we talked to her about i talked to her really about adult education and its important in our, importance in our country and we really dug into some deep issues so a lot of press a lot of awareness nice. yeah yeah so, so what i'm hearing is there's really not a wrong way to to celebrate afl week and these are these are the things that have been done but you can get creative just like and for those who might not be aware renee was the she was the the winner of coeb's advocacy award last year she does a lot of phenomenal work on social media um and yeah and as you said it takes a village and it has to be sustainable so that's if true. listeners are thinking like oh that's a lot to do that week if you do it all year long that week is is a celebration of of the accomplishment of exactly of all of that advocacy you have one year to prepare for that week so get ready get ready, <laughs> get ready. Get ready. start now <laughs> start now so jeff could you also please tell us about the awards that we're giving out so there was a championship award, a legislative champion award that was given out. And there were people from across the country. We gave out so many of them this year, but they were from legislators that stood up and said, I believe adult education is important and I'm going to support these um, pieces of legislation and um, programs in our community that are doing good work. And they all received a wonderful glass. Um, it was a glass plaque that they had with their name. It said, um, it said champion on it, legislative champion on it. And it was really touching. And I know that I told you, I went to see um, Senator Yarmouth and we were, or Congressman Yarmouth, and we were in his, um, in one of his, his chambers and he, uh, he accepted the award gracefully and right behind him, he's part of the, um, the Bourbon uh, Caucus. Um, because he's from Kentucky, he had a big sign. I'm from the Bourbon Caucus. I was laughing. I was like, "Well, I'm not sure our students should be drinking and reading at the same time." But that's okay. <laughs> um, but it was it was a lot of fun. And and again, you know, those awards are recognition to uh, legislators. Our small way of saying, you know, thank you for being our voice up there. And it is impactful. You know, you have to remember when we talk about advocacy work that we are the ones that are placing those individuals into office. 
And we, we sometimes lose the thought of that, that you know it's our voice that's helping get them elected. And they should listen to what we have to say when it comes to topics like adult education and, and English um, and working with English learners and English language learners and how we can do a better job integrating education into our vocational, vocational training programs. I mean, those are all important things that, look, the one thing that's awesome about where we all sit right now is that you can go to any senator or congressman or mayor or I don't care who it is in the country and they will not dispute the fact that we want to get our country smarter with education and we want to get them skilled and back to work. Like those are things that are there across both aisles. Now, you might disagree on how we're going to get there. I get that part of it. But the general principle of its importance is uh, is just so raw and so there. So, um, you know, when you go out, don't be afraid to, when you see your mayor or you see your legislator, you should be saying, you know, this is important for us and we want to make sure that, you know, there's programs out there that can support people that need it. That is so true. That is so true. And um, in our state, we were fortunate to have two recipients of um, adult education uh, leadership awards. Um, and our students actually wanted to present the awards to uh, to mm. our mayor and to Congressman Grijalva. So we ho we hosted this event at one of our learning centers, and our students came, and our teachers came, administrator came, and um, our students presented the awards to uh, to the recipients. And that was so touching, not only for us, but also for the legislators to see that who they are working for. And behind all those numbers, there are people who are grateful of the work that they are doing. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And Sarah, you that's you kind of touched on what, what we're gonna get to next when you say, you know, bringing, bringing students and alumni into it is essential. And Jeff, that's something that, that you told us time and time again throughout the SAFE Fellowship. So, Jeff, thank you for coming on. And we want you to stick around for our next guest after we take a short break. We are going to talk to the amazing adult education alumni and um, former COAB Student of the Year Award winner, Megan Lindsay. You've been listening to Advocats, the adult education podcast. Your hosts have been Aaron Verbonik and Sarah Hagigi. This podcast is sponsored by the Coalition on Adult Basic Education. And I'm your producer, Jeffrey Abramowitz. You can listen to this episode on Coab's YouTube channel or at www.coab.org. Hi, Megan. Hello. Welcome to Advocast. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So you are... You're pretty famous in the, the Coab world, but before we get to that, um, tell us a bit a bit about yourself and how you came to adult education. Um, I came to adult education because I'm a student of adult education and I um, really appreciated the education and the care that I had while I was here. And I wanted to continue that with other students and give them that same feeling of accomplishment when it, the day is over. Um, so I, I'm just excited about making a change. Thank you. That's wonderful. So 
you you went through adult education programming and now you're working and yes, I worked education. for the same program that I earned my diploma from here. I, I went to the same school, earned my associate's education. They let me do my observations right here at the facility where I earned my diploma so I could um, make it fit for what I was looking for. Um, I'm, I'm in the process of working on my um, bachelor's, but I had to take a break. As we talk about with adults, there's, there's just so many ups and downs mm-hmm. um, with the process. So um, I have triplet granddaughters that live with me right now. And my grandson, I have COVID time as a, my, their father's, which is my son is single. And so he can't do it by himself. So mm-hmm. we're doing it together as a team. So just doing what we do best every day. Keep moving forward. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing that, Megan, because we are all lifelong learners and um, this is, this is normal. It's not, these days, it's not normal for people to just start going to school and then study, study all the way until they graduate. Life happens. Mm-hmm. I'm a former student too. For me, former adult education student too. So it took me a while to finish all my studies and education to get to this point. So for all students out there, we're going to make it <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. Yes. And you were the recipients of the Students of the Year Award in 2017. We are very happy to have you here today. Thank you. Uh, That was probably the most amazing experience ever. I never had anybody want to give me money, (laughs) that much money. I think I I slept with my check the last night before I left, so I was afraid I would leave without it. I don't blame you. <laughs> I would do the same. <laughs> so you, um, you're you now involved in COAB, right? I, I am involved in COAB. I, I was nominated by the, uh, the Dean of Adult Basic Education and Liter- Literacy here at um, Eastern Iowa Communication, which is Scott Schneider. Um, and from there, I grew more assured of myself and I randomly got this email that said I could be a student as leader task force through COAB, which seemed like, you know, at that time so far fetched, you know, um, I, I deal with anxiety terribly um, because of my learning disorders. I made fun of when I was at school. So you never know sure, never sure if you're going to make a mistake. And so you're worried about those things constantly. Um, and so I, I did it and I put the paper in and I was, I had three references like we were supposed to have, and then one didn't show up. So I had to rush to get another one. And it's a process. It gives you that, um, practice on putting in for different communities, uh, uh, special programs. Um, so it gave me that opportunity to reach out and try it without feeling like, it was the end of the world, you know, and nobody was going no one on that side was ever going to smack my hands. It, it just seems like everybody I meet really, truly wants to see better for the students. And it's, it's so great to finally find people that have the same um, passions and learn from them. I have a lot to learn still, um, but I, I kind of think of it as an internship job with the um, student as leader task force. It, it's given me uh, 
team building skills I can work on going back to work. Um, I'm working on the group work, so that takes away the anxiety. I can speak a little bit better in public without being nervous and, and freaking out up till the very last second. <laughs> I totally understand your point. And this is very good information to share with um, all uh, adult learners. Um, I also felt the same because English is not my native language and I was um, a language learner too, taking classes in one of those um, adult, adult education programs. Um, how did you start getting involved with advocacy? Because that requires a lot of nerves and I hear that it's not an easy task to do, um, even for native speakers, even for leaders and administrators and instructors how did you find that passion and how did you find that strength to speak up on behalf of all the other students and uh, program um, programs adult ed programs i think it started on graduation day when i walked out of the building and there was a double rainbow it was just like it was almost like somebody was speaking to me saying that this is what I was meant to be. It probably wasn't, but that's what I'm, I'm going for. Um, I, once you get an idea that you can, and you've been told your whole life, you couldn't it, I don't want to do anything but run towards a goal. And I, I see so many students like myself who went to school before disabilities were really accepted or noticed or you weren't supposed to talk about them or you were just lazy um, and i see so many of those students here that maybe have jobs and are trying to hold on to those jobs and there's a lot of anxiety in that for right now for for individuals even for me i'm like oh am i going to lose this job every day i go home worried am i good enough and i keep fighting um, but i think that's what makes us such great um, workers once we get educated, because we're just like, give it to me now, you know, um, especially uh, for our English language learning population as well. They're like, this is an opportunity, you know, we, I, and I can, I can commiserate as well because English isn't easy for me either with my disabilities. So there's that barrier there that I can commiserate with on that side. So I just keep pushing them forward. And I, I imagine that your your presence in that program having gone through it as a student with your your work with coabe with just your your passion and your openness to share your experience i have no doubt you are making a huge impact on your community and within that program and i i believe that double rainbow was for you thank you Aaron. <laughs> i'm also interested because i i've heard you speak before and you've mentioned something about this alumni study that COABE launched and how it began. Could you share a little bit about that? Um, I was actually in a um, student as leader task force when we started talking about it and you know one of the things we're learning about in our cohort for adult education that I'm taking at Bellevue is is the reflection of what we do as we move forward and and to take that time to turn around and reflect on um what happens behind us and and i thought to myself i know with special needs i i am an expert at certain things certain things are harder for me than other things um but winning that award was so amazing to me 
imagine what it could do to the individuals that were that were really out there and had the ability to soar and go into bigger and that's usually what i tell my students if i can do it with four disabilities and and get here and you're receiving these scores imagine what you're going to do and so i kind of just want to see what everybody else is doing out there if if i can do this little part and i i'm not nearly as fast at learning imagine what the other ones are doing and that's that's what i want to see i want to see what everybody else is doing um probably because i'm a visual and an audio learner so the more i see it the more i capture that data and understand it um i can mimic those things i can mirror those ideas and and hopefully integrate them into my learning every day that's wonderful that that reflection launched a, an alumni study, right? It launched like a longitudinal study where where COIB is gathering information about what what adult learners are doing after they're um, graduate or after they've they've reached their goal in adult education. And that's going to be powerful information, not just for for students, but to be able to share out yeah. and say, look, look how incredible our adult learners are. Right. So I believe in consistency too, consistency and not quitting in whatever thing that we do, um, even in the advocacy job. Megan, you have fought for adult education programs and learners so many different times. And now that we passed this AFL week uh, in 2022, um, how do you think we should continue the excitement of this week throughout the year? I think literacy needs to be forth, forefront the most important thing we do with our students every day. Um, a majority of them do really well with the reading tests. We know that, but it's the speed, speed reading. And we have to focus on literacy to build all of those, those assessments. The faster they read, the more they understand and have that comprehension. Um, the more successful our students will be. Uh, literacy has to be the forefront of every every classroom, in my opinion. And every program. Mm -hmm. And we need, we need these programs to educate and help students become literate and more literate every day. It's important to support these programs. Yes. Keep them running. Well, I make three times more than I made before I had my diploma. I mean, I, I don't make a million dollars, but it sure feels like it to me. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of uh, jobs out there for individuals that, you know, maybe not. I get a lot of people saying, are you sure you want to work that job for that price? You know, and I'm like, it's more than I've ever made, you know. So there's a lot of people that can say that and enjoy those things. And we can put into that position, you know, not that we don't want more but we're understanding and we're willing to work through those things. I can get, a, I've gotten a lot of my um, integrated technology education just from working with nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. It may be pay a little bit less, but I'm getting hands-on experience. They're willing to work with me. They're um, willing to teach me more things than I, I would have. I worked for a program called Safer where I uh, foundation, which is working with individuals who had been released off of, um, Pro, pro, parole or probation. Um, and so I work with them individually and I 
it was another implicit bias that would, you know, quickly disappear. You know, I was nervous. I was scared that it was going to be a bad thing. And it, it wasn't. They were appreciative. They were well-mannered. They were great individuals, you know, and I, I again, learned something new to bring back to this program and have a different uh, change, change of mind um, from what I learned. So uh, the more we can get into this field, the better. Exactly. And you know what? I think that it's important for for us to hear how these programs benefited you throughout your life and how they help you find a job that is a job that you get, you're able to get paid more than any other job. And you always say how you feel that you're learning more and more every day. So these are important things that our adult education programs do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to say that we do all this work, but we need help. We are not trying to be greedy. All these good things, they really need that financial help from mm-hmm. um, higher up to be able to provide these services to our students. We need we need our students with this digital world, all students, all instructors, they need to have access to um technology they need to have access to wi-fi Mm -hmm. they need to uh teachers i'm thinking about teachers because i come from teaching background Mm -hmm. teachers they don't need to know everything they they should they should be able to learn and we as administrators right now we we want to provide professional development for teachers and they are all costly Mm -hmm. um and it's very important for our programs to get funded enough and it is important for legislators um, to to know all these things, that all good things that happen to students like Megan, we want them to happen to every single student that walks into our door. Absolutely. That's like a mic drop there, Sarah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> now what do we say? That was... That was incredible. <laughs> for all of that, if you don't know where to start, you can start from Coeb's website. Coeb's website on National Adult Education and Family Literacy Week uh, tab. They have a very good toolkit that I always use it, whether to educate the community and state legislators about the importance of adult ed by tweeting, posting. They have wonderful graphics. Jeff also mentioned that there are some um, state fact sheets that you can just use to educate yourself or when you go and advocate for your programs, when you're talking to state legislative and all those proclamations that we were talking about how this year's safe fellow just did a great job Mm -hmm. of getting so many proclamations. If you don't know where to start, you can find the template on Coib's website and that toolkit. There's so many different things mm-hmm. that you can benefit from. And also the three-click website. Yes. How easy are the three clicks, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Very easy. <laughs> you can use it while you're walking to your kitchen to open the door of your refrigerator to see what's in there sitting for you. <laughs> That's a, yeah, it, it really is that quick. And we actually don't live in these gorgeous sprawling estate so the walk to my refrigerator is pretty short and i can still do my three clicks <laughs> <laughs> that so is true. i would i'd love at this point to invite jeff back in so now that we have 
Jeff back in here, and we have the wonderful Megan Lindsay. We'd like to give each of you an opportunity to share thoughts with our audience. You know, we've got um, just a variety of people who listen to this show. We've got people who work in the field. We've got students. We've got my mom. <laughs> so what what would you like to say to, to folks out there? And I'll start with Jeff. So first, I want to say hi to Aaron's mom. Hi, Aaron's mom. <laughs> but I want to say this, that when it comes to adult education, um, it takes a village. It, this is not something that is driven by um, a teacher, just one teacher or one administrator. It's, it's driven by a system. And that system is often things that we don't often think about. For example, students that go to adult education classes, they need transportation. They often worry about diapers for their children and daycare and you know, things as simple as feminine products for women. Um, all of those things um, add up and they become barriers if we don't give people support as they go through this journey. So I, I don't want anybody else, to, anyone out there to think that this is, just, uh, this is just the education system or just for teachers to do. This is not, this is for everyone. And when you see an adult learner that's in the classroom and you can lend a hand or give them uh, just a small little, even a, a smile or a handshake or a good thumbs up, um, just to show them that they matter and that what they're doing means something, um, that can go so, so far. And I think Megan, um, Megan's story is so impactful for us today, but the reality is there's Megan's across our country and many of them um, you know, just need a little bit of a push in the right direction or a good job, or you know, that's what you wanna do or all those supports that are out there. So my advice and my par parting words would be that um, just remember adult education is really about changing lives. And it's not just about their lives, because the truth is that although Megan's going to go on and get her high school equivalency and post-secondary and be, you know, hugely successful as we know she will, it's it's Megan's children and their children. It's generational that they're going to be proud when when mom and dad are with them at parent-teacher conference and are they're going to school with a full belly and they're wearing new sneakers and they're gonna they're the ones that are going to go on and go to college and and become professionals or, or just whatever career they want to have so i just i want everybody to be mindful that it, it it does take a village and there are we need to be thinking ahead and thinking forward about things and also being an advocate for all of this and that's really what this podcast is all about so thank you aaron and sarah for doing all that you do um i appreciate you i know coab does and i know that our country does Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Megan, it's your turn. I, I don't think I can do as, as well as uh, Jeff did, um, but he's right. It does make an impact on, on children. Um, my children all have at least high school diplomas. They don't have to worry about that. I'm the first um, person in my family to earn a, a college degree um, successfully com and completed. Um, and and I'm actually getting married in, you know, another month. I can buy a house. I can buy a car on my own. 80% of it, just in Iowa, 80% of our women are considered poverty stricken. And I can say I'm not one of those women for the first time in 48 years. You know, I'm strong. Perfect, no. And I don't think anyone has to be perfect or ever expected me to be perfect. Um, I learned from my mistakes. But 
we just got to keep fighting and the more we can more we can get with us to fight behind us um it makes it a little easier for all of us um less time less involved because we can put all those people together um so come join us so we can make it easier for everyone and so make a difference so amazing thank you so much for sharing that and congratulations yes. to all your successes yes and and congratulations to your future spouse because megan you are incredible and i know we're gonna have listeners who want to follow along with with what you're doing with with these next steps in your life um so is there is there a place people can find you on social um, media i i'm on linkedin as well as facebook i don't get too much into twitter i don't really have much time for twitter <laughs> but you could find me on facebook or as well on linkedin wonderful thank you and Jeff, you're everywhere. And speaking of someone who's everywhere, we have a special guest joining us. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi, Sharon. You're in the same house as we all are. <laughs> I'm loving our grand piano that we share. I know. <laughs> yes. We are thrilled that you are joining us here today. Um, Earlier, we were singing your praises of mm -hmm. all of the incredible work for AFL Week. And so we'd, we'd like to kind of pass the mic over to you for, for the, the high-level AFL Week summary and how do we keep this momentum going? Well, first of all, I have to say I feel silly that you were singing my praises because the two of you deserve so much credit. So thank you for, for what you both did. I mean, I was watching in amazement and... I am so thankful to be a part of this team. You you both just, you're awesome. You're doing such great work. So keep it up. That's what I just want to say to start off. Keep it up. Keep up the great work. So for those of you that don't know, we have a state advocate for adult education fellowship. And we're in our second year of this. Um, so our second cohort and the fellows are just doing phenomenal work. They're out there working at the state level, but we're seeing how it's really impacting the local level too. They're working with the governors and mayors for proclamations and also to have legislative visits and then just for press and visibility. And we just saw this year, there was just so much of a collective impact. I've never seen anything like it. I've been in adult education, this will be my 24th year. I've never seen anything like it. And I attribute that really to the work of our state advocate fellows and mentors, both of which we see Aaron and Sarah were fellows last year. They did a phenomenal job last year. And then their mentors this year. So that's one thing I really wanted to highlight is the great work of our fellows and mentors working with their state directors, working with their state associations, really to have this phenomenal impact at the state level. I also wanted to mention that the local programs are just, they're killing it. They are bringing in so many press releases and sharing so many events that they, they um, had over the course of the week. And there's a way to keep that going. You can send it to us at media at coeb.org. And we'd love to hear what you're up to, the different activities you engage in, everything from did you have a job fair, a book fair? Did you meet with a legislator? Did you have a social media campaign? Um, you know, 
any anything like that that you did to highlight adult ed and family literacy week, you can send it to media at coe.org. We have a beautiful Padlet we've been working on, which will showcase within the next two weeks, we believe we'll have it all built out, all the different activities that have been taking place at the local and state level. But then while that's been happening, of course, Coeb had our Coeb Command Center, which I just want to sing Jeff's praises because that was really his idea and his baby that he took from just conceiving that idea to, wow, we had just all week long guests joining the podcast. And then we also, um, we had our own legislative visits at the national level and had our own legislative awards that we were giving as well. And a lot of programming that took place too. So you can go to coeb.org and click on National Adult Ed and Family Literacy Week and see just a slew of activities that took place that you can still go back and watch replays. You can download tools and toolkits and so you can still, well after the fact, you can still participate um, and enjoy the value of that. So I would just say to everybody out there, we need you, we need every voice. We need the students engaging, um, teachers. We have voter resources out there because every vote counts. We wanna encourage you, use those resources. They're free to you through uh, numerous partnerships COEB has. They're free to you to go in there and use those resources for um, help your adult learners to vote. But then also, the adult learners can get in, they can contact their legislators. And we know that when they do adult, um, when adult learners get in and contact their legislators, it makes a difference. So I think that my message to everybody would be that everybody can be a part of this national movement. Um, we saw everything um, from some programs were highlighting the shine a light on adult education, social media campaign and wearing their yellow sunglasses. And they had business leaders and students and teachers and friends of adult education, you know, that's one fun way to, to highlight adult education and family literacy week. We saw that on social media, you could do that. And we saw, you know, adult learners sending in videos of themselves talking about why adult education is important. We saw beautiful events like Sarah, what you organize and Aaron, what you organize for proclamations, so many different ways to participate. So that's my encouragement to you all is get involved, be a part of the solution. You already are, you're doing such great work at this, the local and state and national level, but continue to send it to us at media at coe.org and we will share that out. Thank Beautiful. you, Sharon. Thank you so much. Thank you for your continuous support. Thank you for always being a mentor to all of us. We really appreciate you and your hard work. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you guys. I feel like what a great team to be a part of. <laughs> what a blessing. Thank you for your ongoing work and keep it up. You two are just rock stars and Jeff too and oh. Megan. Oh my goodness. So thankful to be a part of this team. Thank you. And and to anybody who's thinking, you know, this safe, safe fellowship sounds pretty awesome. It really is. <laughs> so get get involved. Connect with your safe fellows. Thank you so much, Sharon, for for joining us here. Um, and Jeff, he's always here with us, even when we can't see him. Yeah. Jeff. I have to join you guys oh. with all those. Sorry. I'm just getting my sunglasses, my yellow glasses. It's not only you having one of those. I lucked out they uh -huh. were sitting nearby. And thank you, Lindsay, yeah. for coming on here, for sharing your story, and for for being an inspiration um, and just a, a change agent for 
for our field. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you. Megan, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So Sharon, very quickly, could you please tell our listeners and viewers where they can find you? Oh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. Although Facebook, I have to be honest, is more personal. You're going to see my personal views. On LinkedIn, it's professional. You know, it's more my professional views. And Twitter, it's political. It's all about nonpartisan adult education because adult education is nonpartisan. And every legislator should be supporting adult education. So, but you can find me there. Um, you can find me on our website. Just go to coeb.org. I'm, I'm there as well. Sharon Bonnie at coeb.org. And one thing I just want to say is that we really take pride at the COEB office in being responsive. So you can always shoot an email to myself, Michelle, or um, Lindsay or Bethel, and we'll get right back to you because we love adult education and we love COEB and we love our members. Thank you so much. And Jeff, how can people, people find you? You're on mute. Just look out their windows. I'm everywhere. Um, <laughs> but if you... If you go on to LinkedIn, it's the best way to get me. And um, yeah, that, that's I'm also on Facebook, but LinkedIn's the best. And I have a lot of um, I post a lot about adult education and workforce development, mm -hmm. also justice. So uh, yeah, feel free to tag me in, and we'll get a discussion going. Wonderful. And like we said, find Megan on LinkedIn. Continue following her story. And. So a big thank you also to all of the listeners of the Advocast um, for being passionate about advocacy um, and for, for being here with us. Thank you, everyone. And don't forget, whatever thoughts that you have, you can also use hashtag Advocast and we will look at all your amazing posts. Thank you. You've been listening to Advocast. The Adult Education Podcast. Your hosts have been Aaron Robonik and Sarah Hagigi. This podcast is sponsored by the Coalition on Adult Basic Education. Nami producer, Dr. Abramowitz. You can listen to this episode on the YouTube channel or at www.coe.org.